course, it is essential for a parent and their child to have a close and healthy relationship. But can there be such a thing as too close? And is it ever beneficial for a parent and child to be besties? Yeah, and I was told to use that word, by the way. Best friends, besties. <laughs> so, um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Aoife Lee uh, is uh, from parentsupport.ie. And she's also on Instagram. She's a parent coach. Uh, good morning to you, Aoife. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Yeah, love the word bestie. <laughs> um, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, when the girls were, were chatting about covering this piece, um, I think it's something that means something differently to each family unit. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic when there's that great positive relationship. Um, and while uh, at the same time, the importance of providing limits and expectations around the day-to-day functioning of a family, that that's what we could look at as, as you know, having that, that, that balance and that positive influence and expectation. Or, like you say, there's being that best friend with your child where maybe there aren't many boundaries. And what can happen is it can create those blurred lines both for the adult and the child from the offset. So there can be real, there can be positives, but there also can be those negative elements to it as well um, that mightn't have that healthy influence on that relationship. Right. And and what are they? Well, I think, you know, often, and again, you know, it's lovely to say I'm really close to my child or, you know, I love my mum and my dad so much. really connected and really close and you don't want to undermine that or take that away from anybody but often if we end up being quite reliable on the child in that you know we, we overshare um the grown-up conversations the the scenarios and situations that really are more so for the adults it can be stressful for the child and it can add unnecessary worry for them and that's if you know, the, the adult, they might be going through a tough time at the moment and they see their child as their confidant. And um, it's it's really important that, you know, as the adult, we provide, we are the, that emotional support and we provide that practical support. We meet their needs as best we can, again, depending on the age and the stage the child is at. Um, and also knowing, you know, again, knowing where we all stand within that family relationship. You know, it's about nurturing um, uh, nurturing the relationship as well. So it can be, it's like I said, it's like striking that balance. Right. Is this like the football manager who decides it's okay to go drinking with his players? <laughs> well, it's all about, you know, with our kids, creating boundaries and expectations are really important because um, it's, again, like I said, allows our kids to see, you know, where they stand. It creates a safety net. So we're teaching our children all the time what's safe and what's not, what's appropriate and and, not, and, and what's not. Kids will push the boundaries. It's part of growing up. But it, they also create a sense of security. And that has an onset then of creating that trust and self-worth and self-esteem. So, again, if we're seeing our children in the eyes of, like, an adult and they and they are feeling that responsibility, it can have that negativity in that relationship before the child as well. Um, on, the, on the other hand, having a good, solid relationship with your child 
while having the boundaries, it creates a great trust, you know, positive communication. Uh, sharing worries for the child, you know, allows the adult and child negotiate and compromise. So as we know, as our kids get older and they start to become more independent, because that's really important as well, that our kids have that independence away from the, the adults as well, and that they get to kind of live their day-to-day with their pals, particularly, again, like I said, when, with, you know, as teenagers. Um, and it's at that point that they can really start to push the boundaries because, you know, they want to conform, they want to be part of, of a group, and they'll be, they'll be asking us, you know, things that we mightn't feel comfortable with or, or let, you know, it's, it's kind of letting go, but also knowing that, you know, what's okay and, and what's not. Again, whether it's staying out at night, you know, um, what they can and can't have, um so again, the boundaries and limits are key, but also again, the more, the older they get, the more we start introducing, you know, that, you know, additional listening, compromising and being prepared to move the goalposts. It's it's all creating that healthy, healthy balance within that relationship. Right. We're chatting to Aoife Lee. She's a parent coach at parentsport.ie. She's on Instagram as well and uh, listeners been in touch uh, 0861239595 you can leave voice notes on that number you can WhatsApp or text of course I'm in my 40s my son is in his 20s we're the best of friends I had him when I was young and whilst his mother did most of the raising of him when young now in our adult years we are more like brothers in looks and the way we act there's absolutely nothing wrong with it we have a great relationship and no one size fits all. And then another listener says, besties, this is a romantic notion. Parents, teachers and people who are there to direct and instruct and teach children are supposed to be teachers, not best buddies. It gives out false messages uh, and then the pupil ends up becoming the parent. How many children growing up felt we would do a better job at parenting and other things? Then you have your own and believe me, you think differently. You want mm. a best friend? Find one. A parent is not supposed to be anything other than a good parent. Yeah, absolutely. Just even that first listener there um, talking about having, you know, not having a, a huge gap in age. I think that's lovely as it get into the adult years. And being a parent myself, I totally know and understand it is very different before you have kids. And then when the kids grow up and, um, you know, and they all have different personalities. They all have different um, temperaments and relationships will vary but yeah that's it's more reason why when they're younger they really need us to guide them through um, and as they get older then you can see relationships changing and some families really embrace that others mightn't be so lucky and you know well, they, where they do might you stand have... for example on children using their first names to uh, address parents I think that's individual preference I personally wouldn't like it and, you know, often, well, you know, occasionally the kids kind of look at us, use a first name, but it's more in jest. Like there might be listeners on and it's just something that they've known no different. And maybe depending on how that was communicated when they were growing up, um, it just they might see that as normal. So I don't think I'm in a place to really judge or, you know, whether I just personally wouldn't like it myself. Um, and why but wouldn't it, you like it? Uh, because I love being called ma'am. <laughs> Why? Because I think it's for me. It's what about uh, you? How's it going, Aoife? Coming from your children? Because my my own parents call me Aoife, and my husband calls me Aoife, and my friends call me Aoife, and my work colleagues call me Aoife. And you know what? I'm mam three times to my my two boys and my daughter. Is that not more about you though than about your children? Well, it works both ways, and it's the same with 
you know, in all kinds of family relationships, parent-child relationships, there will be, uh, there's always going to be a bit of give and take. There's always going to be where, you know, ex- there's always going to be where I'm going to ex- express differences. And, um, e- you know, I don't insist my kids call me mom. It's just something that has naturally happened over the years and it's what I'm used to and it's what they're used to. But yeah. I don't give out to them if they say, how are you, Aoife? Right. You know? And I don't... And, and, and you don't think there's any arguments at all around, you know, breaking down the boundary between parent and bestie if first names are being used? No, I don't. No, I mean, you might have someone else um, that will disagree, but I think it's it's like anything. There, and one of your listeners said it there, there is no one-size-fits-all. We're all very different, and even down to, you know, obviously, how we parent, because a lot of the time, how we parent is reflected of how we were parented ourselves. Hmm. See, I mean, I, I think part of the struggle here is, you know, it's interesting to hear that listener saying that, you know, they have a, a great relationship as adults, and I think lots of people mm. will recognise that. That, of course, is a bit different, isn't it, to when they're uh, children. But what can often happen is the parent struggles with that mm-hmm. because they mm. struggle to accept that the relationship has changed and it's no longer a question of Johnny, go and do this. Mary, go and do that. Well, sorry, Mary's 30. Yeah. Mary's not going anywhere unless she chooses to. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know, I think like that when we get into those adult years some relationships can be different for someone else looking on and, and seeing that you know there's a quite a close-knit you know whether it is a dad and a son mum son whatever the, the, the dynamics are you might see it differently to what your experience has been but I do think it's important as our kids get older that you do you know create that sense of independence of one another it doesn't say you cannot be close-knit and 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 we you know have that really good connection i think there's you know when you mentioned there about calling your parents by their their first names there's that part element of it but there's also when you do create expectations at home and it could be the simple stuff of you know how we speak to one another work you know screen and device time homework and study and times of getting up in the morning going to bed at night they're all natural kind of expectations that we create over the course of our children's lifetime and what's key here is that we're we're consistent you know we follow through and the kids can see that we are serious but like that as they get older it's important that we allow our kids um you know have likes and dislikes let me part of some of the decision making at home but certain decisions you know especially important ones which will vary from one family to the other, depending on what's going on, they have to be made by the adults. And if we let our kids do whatever they want, and there's not many no's in their life, you know, we, you, know, you might think, God, it's, it's letting them get away with everything. And, and for the child... It doesn't feel right. It actually doesn't feel nice as much as they might push us on it. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, you talk to people who have a best friend, not their parents, you know, one that develops mm. from, you know, going to school or teenage, and that yeah. obviously grows and develops too. And it can, mm. you know, you mightn't have the same best friend in your late 20s than you did when you were 12 either. Mm. Uh, but isn't it also true to say that however close the best friend's relationship is, neither is ever going to know quite as much about you and your most intimate details as parent and son or daughter. 
And then does that make, you know, the best friend bit almost an impossibility in the parent-child relationship? Yeah, and and even just the word best friend, it can create kind of the, the higher expectations of what that means to somebody. And so, uh, you know, when we, we look at the best friend and, the, 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 sorry, the, the relationship between the child and, and the parent, whatever whatever age they are, um, it's, you know, it's a different type of, it's just, it's a different type of experience altogether. And going outside of the family unit, whether it be friends from school or the sports club or whatever extracurricular activity your child is in, um, you know, for them, different friendships bring different, you know, experiences and, and different qualities and um, it can bring out different characteristics in ourselves. But when it comes down to the parent and child, our, you know, our kids feel safe with us. And that's where you find that they, for a lot of kids, they're able to open up and talk. And that's really important. Mm. Um, I, I mean, a listener's asking, for example, about the classic negotiation that goes on between, mm. you know, parent and child from a quite a young age. Can I do this yeah. or can't I do that? And, and all of that. And, uh, you know, that, that there is, um, whether people like it being put this way or not, um, uh, an imbalance of power here. I mean, ultimately, mm. you know, particularly when a child's very young, the parent does decide, um, yeah. you know, at a, at a point. Um, and yeah. maybe parents have to show a bit of flexibility around negotiation as well. And, you know, sometimes, whether we like it or not, this happens yeah. to me regularly, the child has a point. Uh, <laughs> 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 and maybe you have to concede that too, uh, as painful as it might be. B- but yeah. but that, that surely means that... Uh, as the uh, relationship evolves and develops and all of those things, uh, mm. you can see a change, you can become friendlier, it can alter as you reach adulthood. But mm. it can't be a besties relationship. It's just almost impossible. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you could phrase it differently and say, look, we're really close. Um, my my concern would be more so if the parent wants it to be best friend status and because they're maybe fearful of the, the child rejecting them, if they feel like they're putting in those expectations because our kids aren't going to like everything we say. At the same time, I am a big believer in offering our kids healthy decision and choice and healthy control over the course of their day to day. So yeah, they have to get up in the morning. They have to go to school. That's non-negotiable. There's certain behaviours where there has to be a zero tolerance, you know, on it. And, you know, again, this will vary from one household to the next. But, you know, from very early on, and, and your listener mentioned there, but, you know, when our kids are small, a lot happens in their day they're not in control of. They don't intend to happen and, and they can't resolve themselves. So they need the adults to help them with that. That being said, if our kids feel and see and know and experience that they can get whatever they want, whenever they want, you are going to have a very challenging time and experience in that, you know, in in that relationship. So, like, um, I think, again, allowing your kids having some sense of control. So, for example, you know, I do a lot of wellness in the workplace and, um, you know, we talk a lot about giving the kids choices and even around devices and screen time. That's a whole other conversation. But, 
you know, it could be that there's rows at the moment at home around gaming uh, during the week versus the weekend. And maybe it's coming to a point where you're rowing a lot about it. So rather than the adults coming in going, right, this is what's happening, um, it's sitting down and having a conversation when all is calm, not when everything, you know, you're in the height of it all, and having a conversation going, right, what is our limit here? What are we suggesting? And have kids part of that conversation. So they feel like they're not constantly being told what's what all of the time. Mm. Because when we get our kids part of a conversation and, you know, are prepared to listen and negotiate and compromise to a degree, they're more willing to, to work with us. They feel yeah. like they're being heard because particularly for our teenagers, they really can struggle and fight with us about that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And there's a listener saying to me, uh, would you go away with that, Josh? There was a time when kids would call other adults outside of their parents, Mr. This and Mrs. That. And sure, that doesn't apply anymore at all now. It's, you know, no. how's it going, Joe? How's it going, Tom? How's it, you know? Yeah. So I mean, there you are it, saying, oh, it's very important people continue to call each other mom or dad or mom and dad. Or, no, well, I mean, or, I'm, I'm, no, not, no, I'm... No, 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 I mean me. This is me oh, having sorry. a... This, this is me having a go at myself, Eva. <laughs> Give me a chance, will you? Sorry, Joe. Do you know what? It's funny when you say, like, my kids' school, uh, their primary school, they call their teachers by their, their first name, whereas my, my older lad's now in secondary, and, you know, it's the Mr. and the Mrs. and the Mrs. Um, and look, you know, growing up myself, it was always... Um, it was always you called them by their second name or, you know, sorry, their surname. But uh, look, I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think this is this whole conversation might strike a chord with, with some people. <laughs> I was talking to a <laughs> Sorry, you just remind me. I was talking to a fella during the week who was a child in the school and, and it's the first name thing. And yeah. he just, you know, he just can't get his head around it. You know, he can't get his head around his child being able to call teachers by their first names, but it, it does. It happens in schools these days. Uh, uh, yeah. The Pauline's been on to say she has been best friends with her daughter since the day she was born. She's her second mm. child. They tell each other everything. She forgets she is her daughter, and because she's more like a best friend, and her daughter says the same. Her daughter has yeah. children now, and they often ask if they will have as good a relationship with their mother as Nana does with her. Feel she has a better relationship with this daughter as she had far less pain during labour. Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, that is, that's a special account for that family or that's a special experience for that family. And I, I don't think anyone can, can judge or say that there's anything wrong with that. Um, no, I certainly can't uh, comment on pain during labour anyway. So. No, you cannot, Joe. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and every other woman will agree with you there. But, like, uh, you know, that's, that's special um, in what that mam is describing. And fair play, because there are then many other families that are really struggling right now. And it's a lot. there's a lot of conflict and a lot of pain. And... Mm. Um, you know, it's it's it, you know when I kind of work with families, often we focus on the relate looking at the relationship first before you start looking at how to tackle this, that, and the other scenario. So, yeah. um, here's an interesting yeah. one as well. Another listener says, "I've three daughters. They're adults now, but always friends." We can open up to each other, share problems and go out together. It's important to me. That's just my opinion, says mm. Elaine. And I suppose my last question is, whether the relationship is between parent and child or it's besties or whatever it is, do any mm-hmm. two people ever tell each other everything? Whenever I hear that, I go, what? 
I mean, yes. that doesn't exist in a marriage either. Nobody tells everyone everything, really. Like, there are always areas of privacy. Hmm. This is you. You obviously don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, I, look, I have, uh, let's say, an 11-year-old daughter, 14-year-old son, I have a 5-year-old boy, and, and they're all very different in their own way. And... Of course, I'm not going to tell them everything. Um, like, it just depends on whether, you know, for some kids, again, when they're older, they confide in the adult. And, and even for my son, he might, he might be quicker to go to my husband, whereas my daughter will come to me. And that's just the relationship that's evolved over time. I can't say that it's crazy that everyone tells, you know, you know, for that particular lady there saying, you know, we we share everything. There's probably things that they don't share, but that maybe they don't realise it. Um, So I'd be... Mm. So so finally then, you Mm. wouldn't describe your relationships with your children, just in your situation, as best friends or besties. That's just not... No. No, just for you. For me, yeah, for me, I like you know one thing you know I would like to share. I think it's it's important that we share with the kids, you know, that we have fears that maybe we find change a challenge that we can be vulnerable at times, and it shows our kids that we're human, and you know, creates opportunities like to show our kids, you know, we under understand and empathize, particularly if they're going through a tough time. I think it's okay Mm. to, to share that. Um, you know, so okay, that's just okay. another element of it. All right, yeah. listen, brilliant to chat to you. Thank you so much for all of that really interesting stuff this morning. That's Aoife Lee. She's a parent coach. You can find her on Insta. She's from parentsupport.ie. Keep your thoughts coming on this. Can you or is it even healthy to be besties with your child? Your views. Your news.